Hello and welcome back to Practicing Human, the podcast where every day we are getting a little better at life. I'm your host, Corey Mascara, and I am tuning into you from... Tuning into you? Is that a thing? Well, I'm tuning in from Scottsdale, Arizona. Actually, Carefree, Arizona. Wonderful name. I'm only here for 24 hours to give a talk, but I am loving the weather nonetheless. So shout out to anyone from Arizona. We are going to get into the episode quickly today, but quick heads up, make sure you stay tuned till the end for our two-week podcasting update and updates on the jingle and the bells. More to come soon. Okay, today's episode, why you'll never have control over your thoughts. The other day, I was scrolling through Facebook and a friend posted a quote. And this quote said, The only thing you can control in life is what you think. Nice quote. Got a lot of likes, a lot of comments, a lot of reshares. Points to something that feels important. It's a popular idea in the personal development world. But I saw that quote and I go, yes, and. It's pointing to something that's true and it's also not the full truth. Let me share why. I've spent quite a bit of time working with and exploring my thoughts, many thousands of hours in meditation, watching very closely what's happening in my mind for the purpose of understanding it better and being able to influence, control it a little bit better, train it for compassion, kindness, presence, stillness, all of that. And yet, with all of those thousands of hours of meditation and all that very intentional training, when I sit my happy little meditating mind down, it is inevitable that I am going to think about something ridiculous. Just yesterday, I'm doing my meditation practice, nice and still, things are going well, and a thought came up in my head. Hmm, jellyfish are really cool. Jellyfish are really cool. I don't know where that thought came from. I didn't ask it to be there. It's not like I went into the meditation, set an intention, said, man, I'm going to have some really good thoughts about jellyfish. No, thought just arose. In fact, that is my experience with nearly every thought that arises. It comes up without me having much say at all. It doesn't matter what my intention was, how strongly I wanted to be present, how much I'm cultivating good thoughts, nice thoughts, kind thoughts, compassionate thoughts, whatever. At some point, The jellyfish thoughts are going to come up, and they're outside of my control. So, when I see that quote, the only thing we have control over in our lives is what we think, where I see there being truth to it is that, yes, when these thoughts do arise, when the jellyfish thoughts arise, oh, jellyfish are really cool, man, maybe I should get a jellyfish, have a fish tank, I am able to say, oh, hey, mind, you're thinking about jellyfish. What else might you be able to think about? Or what else could you focus on? There are ways to redirect the thoughts. And in that way, we, we can be more intentional and we can control, manipulate, shift them to a degree. And yes, there's truth to us laying down new patterns in the brain, new neural circuits that if we condition certain ways of, of thinking in the present moment, that will often lead to more of those thoughts in the future. But this idea that we're going to be able to completely dictate what thoughts arise in our mind is uh, half-baked at best. So why is it an issue? 
why not just let that quote go and we all just go on with our world? Well, I think this idea that we should have full control over our thoughts creates a lot of extra pressure for us in our lives. And then when those thoughts do arise, maybe the negative ones or the judgmental ones or the thoughts that aren't in the category of the thoughts we think we should have, then it becomes ground for further judgment, frustration, and tension. Even though it's a subtle nuance, if we could start to appreciate the fact that the mind is going to think and think random thoughts, and no matter what our intention is and no matter how strongly we want to think in a certain direction, that in that space of the mind being active, things will arise outside of our control. If we can make space for that, like fully embody that understanding, then when those thoughts arise, we can at least smile at it. There's softness. We've shifted our relationship to the thoughts arising. And then, yeah, when we do see those thoughts, we can start to shift them or focus on something else or change the thought entirely. So we have that, we have that ability once they arise. But we can't, there's only so much we can do to inform what will arise in the future. And if we're beating ourselves up for that moment of arising, it's going to be a long, bumpy journey. So, quick synopsis. Although we can control how we direct our thoughts once they arise, we can't control what those thoughts will be as they're arising. And the more we can hold space for that and acknowledge that, the less tension we'll feel when they do arise. So here's my practicing human exercise for you today. Spend one to three minutes watching your mind think, not redirecting the thoughts and not training a particular thought pattern, just watching how the mind generates a thought. You can do this in your meditation. You could also do it while you're walking, while you're driving, or while you're lying in bed before sleep. And the idea is to get very sensitive to and attuned to that micro moment when a thought arises and to see the spontaneity of it and the lack of control you have around it. So play with that today. Have fun with it. I'll talk to you tomorrow. And until then, take care. Hey, before you go, if you're interested, I want to give you an update on where we're at with this podcast and what I'm thinking through. We are now two weeks into this podcast, and I am learning a lot. I am literally having conversations every day with people about how to make this better, how to fine-tune it, what's working, what's not working. So I want to give you some stats. First, overall, we're doing well. We're in over 80 countries with over 38,000 downloads. That's really exciting, and the message is spreading. People seem very receptive to the idea of practicing human and having short tidbits that they can integrate into their life within a supportive community. Along the lines of it being short, yes, things got a little long. The initial commitment was three to ten minutes each day. I said around the fourth episode that I think they'd get there they were gonna be longer, and they did, like fifteen to twenty-three minutes. That's too long. I think ten minutes or less is going to be ideal, and I'm gonna make an effort to bring uh, to cut that down. To help do that. Uh, the content is going to be front-loaded. So instead of doing the several-minute introduction into the content, we're going to get into that within the first 30 to 45 seconds in case, unless there's an important announcement. And then all the external housekeeping, or what we're tentatively calling the after-party, will come afterwards like this so that that's more optional and doesn't have to cut into your time if you're quickly trying to get to the content. 
the jingle. <laughs> I'm mostly going to let that go. As you're seeing, I'm still using it at the end because I do need something to transition. Uh, I think we will be getting a professional jingle. I like the idea of it creating a bit of a Pavlovian response so that when you hear that music, there's already a, a, a certain emotion that's elicited. So I want to make sure that jingle is done well. So if you can be patient with me on, on trying to figure out what that can look like and will be, know that that will be, uh, that will be coming. The bells. I experimented with doing two bells this week. It's actually gotten the most amount of positive feedback of anything so far. And yet, I'm going to do something that feels completely contradictory to that. I'm thinking about either cutting the bells or integrating it into the opening jingle once we have it more professionally done. And here's why. This was brought to me by a good friend and trusted listener of this podcast. The bells are great. For those that are familiar with what we're doing here and are longtime listeners or students of mine, you get the bells, you're excited about them, they help you settle in. But if this is to reach more people, there are going to be a lot of people each time tuning in that are new to this episode that haven't started at episode one. And because of that, I need to explain the bells each time. That ends up taking close to 30 to 45 seconds, which makes the bells a bit of a longer ideal uh, ordeal than I feel comfortable with, especially starting out the podcast. So I'm working through figuring out how they can be integrated because I know people love them and they're helpful without taking away from people's time and the overall experience for a new listener. I hope you understand that logic and still feel free to offer feedback so we can figure out something that works best for our entire community. Other quick things, we do have a Facebook group, as most of you know, if you've been listening, feel free to join that, Practicing Human. We have several hundred members in there. If you don't have Facebook or social media, I know this can be frustrating. The Facebook group is the low-hanging fruit right now because it's most easy to put together and to get people to join, but I am looking at other ways to build out a, a, a community forum or ways that we can interact that's not social media dependent. But for now, that's the best that we have. Um, Ratings and reviews on iTunes still go a very long way, and it's important for iTunes to see that growing. It really helps with uh, our rankings, and it's very hard to spread a podcast, and one of the ways you do that is by getting featured on iTunes, and that requires lots of ratings and reviews. So if you haven't already and if you appreciate what we're doing here, uh, it doesn't take more than a minute, and it truly goes a long way. I read all of them, and I'm, I'm so grateful for them. So that would... um be hugely appreciated. And lastly, as always, if you want follow-up resources, you could text your email address to plus one six three one three three seven eight two nine eight six three one three three seven eight two nine eight, and you'll get an automated email with all these resources. Still building out the resource page that will come soon, and we'll be populating it with more and more stuff. So it's all very exciting. I love being on this journey with you all. Thanks for, uh, well, if you listen this far, it means you're interested in where this podcast is going, uh, and and I really love building it with you. So reach out without with any feedback. I am listening and responding to all of it, um, and we're two weeks in. It's great. Here we are. On to week three. Hope you're enjoying the journey, uh, and I'll talk to you soon. Until tomorrow, take care. do, 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 do. Do 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 do.